Well, welcome. Welcome back to the Hoops Capital Podcast. My name is Paul Smith. I'm here with my co-host, Geordie Hunter. And of course, our special guest today is Fleur McIntyre, the uh, wonderful, amazing assistant coach, lead wow. assistant for the Sydney Kings. But we're going to get more of that later. Firstly, of course, we want to thank our partners and our sponsors, Harvey Norman, rocking right here, Road rocking right there. And we've got a new partner today, which I'm very proud to announce is Powerade. So Andrew Bogart will have another conniption about mm, that. Delicious. So we're rocking it out. We're going all right here. So here for another conversation, a bit of time, a bit of chat, a bit of, a bit of uh, journey, someone's history, someone's where they're going, where they've been, which is all we're about. Someone's future. And here we are with my man, Geordie Hunter. How are you, George? Living well. It's uh, stinky hot in Sydney at the moment. It is hotter than so I've ever experienced. And humid. It's yeah. crazy. We're in air conditioning right here, so we're very grateful for our studio. But uh, it's, it's pretty it's pretty warm. Yeah, it's the heavy heat. Yeah. I think we're, DJ Hogue will think he's back in Cairns. Yeah. Right, we're going. He, uh, he'll feel right at home in indoor-outdoor Auburn. Mm. The wafts of hot air through certain patches. It's powerful yeah. stuff. Now, speaking of Auburn, direct from Auburn. Five hours on the court today, Fleur. I smell. Fleur. We I don't. Smell. We don't see that. I'm apologising. We don't do a 4D <laughs> podcast here. Jordy, Jordy had a quick shower. I didn't. So right. the levels of stench yeah. right now yeah. is. There's, there's a, the notion of too much information is springing to mind, but that's okay. <laughs> that's too. right. We know. We know you're a working woman. Barrel through it. <laughs> Barrel through it. Anyway. Well, Fleur, I can't smell you from here, so okay. we're doing well. Good stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Okay. I'm you sure two you see will. a lot of each other, don't you, really? We spend a lot of time together. Don't Why'd you answer that so fast? <laughs> <laughs> we well, spend a the lot sense of, time of mourning. Mm. Well, there's a, there's a bit of mystery about you, Fleur. Ooh. So oh. let's kick off the history. Let's go back. So you're from Western Australia, born in Perth? I'm actually born in the country, Kalgoorlie. Kalgoorlie. Yep. My dad is a mining engineer, so I right. spent the better part of my first 15 years in mining towns across Western Australia. I'm okay. a country kid. Right. And then at 15, moved to Perth, and I'd been there ever since till I made the move to Sydney three years ago. The the first 15 years of your life spent in mining towns, was it dangerous? Did you drive, ride your bike down a mine shaft or something? No, not nothing so much as that. Uh, we had – my dad was always the mine manager, so in these right. tiny little towns we always had a really nice yeah. house and a pool in Outback WA, which you is, is kind of good. So yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. So nothing too dangerous, um, but it was a very, very quiet life. Right. Typical country kid, played every sport there was going around in the country. Uh, before I went back to Kalgoorlie, I was born in Kalgoorlie and then went back to Kalgoorlie from the time I was 10 to 15 right. before I cried that dad announced we were moving to Perth and packed up the car and did the six hour drive up to Perth. There's a mine in Perth? No, there's not. He was just working at one of the major right. sort of mining companies there. Um, okay. and then obviously a lot of the mines are out right. back WA. Um, but yeah, that was, that was the move for school purposes, you basketball. Didn't, you didn't want in on the mining game? That no. Wasn't, that wasn't the dream? Nah. No. Not for a second? Yeah, the whole math, science, physics, like, thing. No, no interest. I'm picturing more of the hard hat. Yeah, yep, yep. I can I see you down there. Yeah, I would have pulled that off well. Let me um, tap into something here, Fleur. I okay. just want to dig in here a little bit on your life. So your dad was a mine manager. Yeah. So he wasn't union. He was a staffy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see the bad guy. Well, mines, mining towns divide on this line. Yeah. Are you in the union or are you staff? Um, and so... My first sort of when I read really, really badly at high school, it's HSC day today so we can reflect on our Let's talk about it. respective <laughs> HSC What ATAR did you get? Well, ATAR in my exist. day it was out of 500 yeah. and I got 206. Wow. 
So that that's not good, by the way. That's You're yeah. one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, that's, and Jordy, you want to throw your number? <laughs> yeah, out? go on. You, you know that's why I asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you go four, four in front of me, I got two hundred out of an eight. <laughs> Do you say four? I'm leaving right now. No, I didn't. I don't know what mine's out of five. Hey, How does it work? Come on, what'd you get? Come on. I can't remember. You can't. That is it's such not, a lie, Jordy. You can remember what you shot in a game three years ago, but you don't know what you got your HSC. It was a nine. It was out of a hundred though. It was a nine. You got a nine in front of it. Yeah, but you go to number. a good school, it drags right. you up. They're HSC factories, anything. the schools you went to. Yeah. Well, we'll talk I about feel like later. I'm pretty well-rounded. Fleur, when did you? What, what, how did they? How they do it in Perth by coconuts or stones or something? <laughs> Let's get it. Uh, Daniel Kiggins going to enjoy that comment so much because I don't get enough Perth jokes constantly at work. Uh, no, similar TE score. It was called back right. then. Out of five hundred and ten, I think the score was mm, five hundred and ten. Yeah, what a weird it was number. a ten point kicker. Random weird number. Five ten. Right. Yeah. Well, you what got you five get? ten. And no, it was out I got. Of I think I was four hundred, just under. Let's go. I am so inadequate. Anyway, the point of where we all came from was <laughs> I left town. I left I left Wollongong in shame. Like it was like leave, of right. sort of. And I drove They shoved to, you out of Wollongong for a 200. Well, I had to leave. I just had to get out. It was not a good situation for me in that circumstance because everyone else are high achievers around me. So I took off and I ended up in Emerald in central Queensland. I got a job in a coal mine up there for about oh. a year. And that's when I – my first real taste of – you know, remote towns and what happens inside that town and mining towns particularly. So we won't gather any further, but uh, you're, a, you're you're in the elite end of the spectrum. You, were, you went <laughs> out for dinners that. and things like that. Yeah. You didn't eat at the roadhouse. Yeah, you no, the... I didn't. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the roadhouse life. <laughs> and did the men live on the mine site then or they live in town? Oh, they lived in town. Okay. Yeah, right. Yep. yeah right. So I lived in little mining towns, Mount Magnet, Southern Cross were the right. two. Yeah. Uh, Cambelda was another one. Yeah. And no revolutionaries at the door. No, no. Okay. You've done well there. Yeah. Right. So that got you through to 15. What happened then boarding school? Let me guess. No, I, the whole family moved up to Perth. Oh, okay. My that's parents right, made right. the decision yeah. that yeah. I should do year 11 and 12 in Perth. Right. I was devastated. Um, and then. Why? You had a boyfriend in No, Perth it was early? just, I was country kid, loved living right. in the country. Okay. Obviously it was, ended up being the best decision ever. But, um, yeah, had to go do a year, year 11. But we all moved up as a family. Right. I have um, two brothers and a sister, so all four of us. I'm okay. the oldest. And went to the car and, yeah, then did the, my two years university or the rest of it in Perth. But it was more right. just a decision, I guess, for our the kids and our future and yeah. being sort of in Perth, right. a little bit more opportunity. Now, you're not just a pretty face. You're an academic as well. I am. So tell us about that. What is what is your – give us your, your – um, Biography. So, yeah, sure. I am an, at, at my very core, I'm an absolute nerd. I right. love to read and I love to learn. I think we all know that. Yeah. So yeah, right. yeah. Um, I still, I <laughs> read, I still read every single night before I go to bed. Yeah. Uh, yep. Fiction. Books um, or phone? No, books. No, books. <laughs> books. Says, I'm reading yeah. every night. So Twitter. Twitter. Instagram. Check out my socials. I love um, reading. Um, News.com.au. So, yeah, I did it. <laughs> I did an undergrad degree. Um, did my honours after that. Did a PhD, right. so I've got a PhD, and then so you're a doctor. I am. So we should be calling you Doctor Fleur. Yeah, Doctor like Mac, doc, like Doc Rivers. If you want, <laughs> like you're, you're yeah. our Doc, Doc, I am. Doc, Doc Mac. I, I am. Oh, that's what we're going. So it's from always now on. really awkward on planes though when I used to fly as part of the university, and it's the oh. whole like Doctor McIntyre, we've got a medical emergency, oh, and I'm like, so. I am not yeah. your girl. Do you need to know I, the angle of this isosceles triangle? <laughs> but uh, right now this is so awkward. But I am not the doctor you seek. Oh. Fake you doctor. You could fly the plane, but you couldn't, yeah, couldn't save fake someone. Fake doctor. Yeah, I could read. 
I could give a presentation if they need it or, you know. But do, do you use it for, for restaurant reservations? I actually, um, I bank don't. Bank loans, all that sort of stuff? I don't. My friends used to tease me all the time and just say, you are the worst. I remember when yeah. I got my PhD sort of certificate. Those are very good friends. Doctor of Philosophy. It sat in my laundry, under my laundry basket for the better part of four or five years. Uh, so I've never been really big onto the whole, using the whole doctor. So Flo, who are we then? If you have a doctorate in philosophy, what are we doing here? Uh, yeah, let's get, let's get into the meaning of life uh, now. Yeah, I'm not sure the meaning of life is. So I'm in science. Right. Uh, so yeah. I'm not meaningful. No, no. I can talk to you about your healthy development and we have a uh, way to go. Yep. But uh, that's kind of my avenue. It, ah, I'm existential. It, has the, has the, do, the, the doctor work, doctor, has that fed into your coaching? Has that been part of it or they're quite, they're separate but... Very separate. I think my teaching background, like when I was at the university, I taught in sports psychology and sociology and learning, like skill acquisition, learning of skills. So I think my subject areas prepared me really well. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously, I was coaching at the time and I think those two things go hand in hand. Yeah. Very much so. Got it. Very much so. All right. So that's that part of your journey. And so let's roll back over into basketball. So a bit of play. Yep. Play first. That yep. was all started. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, yeah, played, uh, tried the whole WNBL thing, tore my knee apart twice. So that dream died right. as quickly before it start, got started. Only you were a doctor. I know. <laughs> Getting <laughs> self-repair. Um, and then played NBA one for a right. lot of my life over in Perth and Western Australia. And then, yeah, I was sort of coaching while I was still playing, working in as an academic and then trying to figure it out. I took a voluntary redundancy from the university. I applied for it and got a glorious payout. And those were good times. I was unemployed and burning through my when disposable was cash. What year that was it? 20, when did COVID hit? 2019. Oh, before yeah. Kings. This is yep. immediately yeah. prior to Kings. Yeah. Okay. So I took six months off and right. needed a job okay. and then enter one Luke Longley, Paul Smith, Chris Bongrass All right. for the adventure of uh, moving to Sydney and working for the Kings. Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you Did go. you cry this time when you moved? Or no, I d- no I d- crying? No, no crying. No That's crying. Right. What do you mean this time? Do you know something we don't know? <laughs> no, when she left Kalgoorlie, she was crying. Oh, oh that time. Yeah, yeah, Another yeah. move. Yep. But you didn't have your f- five or four brothers and sisters in the, your parents in the car when you moved to Sydney? No, did I didn't. Jumped on a plane, walked right. into Sydney. It was the middle of COVID. We were training. Met Geordie on my first day. You'd hope so. Yeah. And then I talked to you about Parramatta Road, I think, my first day. Yeah. I was like, what the hell is that road I've just driven on? And you're like, it's COVID. It's not even bad right now. Oh, yes. yeah, um, and I was like, what have I walked into? Yeah. Uh, and so we went Welcome from there. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, was I was you, like, was what it Weaver? Doing? Were you with Weaver then? Was no, Weaver? no. Chase was my first year. Chase, your first yep, coach, yep, yep. right. You okay. made me coming out of the loo, I think. I did. So the very first day I met Geordie, Geordie was coming out of the female toilets because the men's, men's run with his, yeah, and with yeah, his let's own, not make that sorry. sound as seedy with and like with no that. context. <laughs> like, oh, his, don't go in there. <laughs> he walked out. I'm walking to the female bathroom. Jordy's walking out with his own roll of toilet paper because yeah, he BYOs um, his fancy toilet paper, and he's like, Fleur, I'm Jordy. I'm like, Hi, Jordy. I'm Fleur, and just thinking to myself, Why the hell are you coming out of the female toilet? Right. Well, good to meet you. We're let's not going to go, go on down this adventure together here. for the next three years. They've got, some, they've got some great toilet seats in we the do. girls' bathroom. We do. Keeps you gritty. So. Keeps, you, keeps it real. So I Auburn think they then had real. to put a rule in to stop going into the female bathroom because yeah. they now had a female member of staff. So Unbelievable. Worst change, day of my life. Just changing lives. <laughs> I am when well, I walk why, in the why, door. Why didn't they send Fleur to the men's and the guys yeah. continue to use the ladies? <laughs> walk a mile in our shoes. And then you get the girls' bathroom. Yeah, that is true. That is true. There is not enough money in the world for me to enter that male bathroom. So, That's beautiful. Okay, so Sydney, COVID, and 
at how many times in the first month did you think, what the hell have I done? Fair few times. Right, okay. Fair few times. Right. Um, I think it was more just in being in Sydney. I think my first year in Sydney, my constant thing was I'm missing everything back in Perth, yeah, everything. Yeah. I'm missing out on everything. But yeah. then I've realised going back to Perth, hold your jokes, that I'm not missing anything. Like life is life. Everyone's just carrying on yeah. doing what they're doing. Um, but, yeah, there was definitely those thoughts. I think – the traffic and the Sydney crowd was the biggest thing that I had right. to get used to um, yeah. the first sort of six months. That was probably the biggest struggle. Guys were great. Yeah, what got you through it and why was it me? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't know anyone else, so it was you a lot of yeah. the time. I, I had to – like my whole life I have very poor work-life balance, which is something I need to do better at. But my whole life the first year was Sydney Kings, which mm. I'm not sure is the healthiest If I'd have, have. If I'd have been on top of this situation yep. more – uh, I remember when I changed schools once and the first guys I spoke to at the new school spoke to me, so we sort of connected and I yeah. found out later that they dead shit. So yeah. I hung with the wrong mob. Yep. You've got to find the biggest, landed, ugliest guy. I think yep. you landed with this with Geordie. Yeah. You landed with a dead shit yep. and it's, a, yep. it's it was it stung you. And I took her under my wing and it's been downhill since. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I no, came... trust me, I'm cool around here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone likes I, me. I came out of the female toilet, I put yeah, my arm right. around her and said, stick with me, we'll go places. We can share toilet paper. It's going to be fire. You got the best time. I've been the nicest loo paper. Oh. Here, have some of this. Here's your welcome gift. It's a it's a crazy. Uh, when I started school, started high school, I'd moved in from overstates, um, and you meet a group and you start hanging out with them. It's can be kind of random and can be. They loved uh, the Premier League, and so I would go home and I would be recording all the Premier League right. games and I'd watch them and I'd be able to talk. None of them follow yeah. it anymore. We're still yeah. super tight. I love the Premier League though. <laughs> Sounds That's a bit sad, that story, actually. Are <laughs> you trying I'm to come off cool then? Or no, I'm pretty cool. Okay. I'm pretty cool. Come with me. <laughs> we won't put a foot wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so so you were so, – so coaching men is, mm. uh, or men's teams, um, most of them are boys, by the way. Yeah, the this is true. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm well aware. <laughs> They're naughty boys. Preaching to the converted. They're all naughty boys. But uh, in terms of that context, is that is that something you'd had – is that something you've been part of your process or was that new? And to that extent, the next, the follow on from that is why not women? What's the, yeah. where's that, where's that divide for you? Yeah. Where's that fall? Uh, I started in women. Obviously mm -hmm. I, I was a player coached one year in NBA one, which was the worst decision I ever made in my life. I was a terrible player coach, but lesson learned. At both? Um, or you're a good player, yeah, bad coach? No, no, at both. At both. I think you're in that camp when you play a coach, like, do I sub myself in? Do I play right. myself mm. more? Do I play myself less? It's that kind of. And do, I nothing, a, do nothing properly. Yeah, I mm. was I was nowhere. It was terrible. Um, mm. So I coached all girls through juniors, like rep teams, uh, NBL one, mm -hmm. head coach that. And then I made the switch to coaching boys. They asked me right. to coach a, a boys team. I had an under-18s team, did under-21s. Um, and then I was coaching state teams as well. So mm. WA Metro teams, WA Country. So it was just that transition and then I went to NBL one. So I'd, I'd been in men's for probably the previous 10 years before oh. I came over and started Join coaching the, boys. the Kings. Yeah, part of the boys. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'd had a background. It wasn't anything deliberate. I just kind of made the switch. I... Oh. I don't know, this sounds so stupid. I say all the time, I'm good with boys, which is probably the wrong way to phrase it, right? Um, I think that... Well, nowadays. I, I think there's elements of my personality that um, are really good with with right. men. Um, I think, I mean, we've had this discussion before about working in, a female working in men's sport. Um, so I don't think it was anything deliberate, but once I got in it, it was, it was great. Mm. I really enjoyed it. So, and that just sort of seamlessly happened when I made the transfer across to the NBL. 
Yeah. Would you recommend it to a friend? I, that's I a, don't. That's a no. No, yeah, and look, probably I don't think everyone is cut out to work in male pro sport. Mm. I don't know if that makes me bad for saying that, but I think that there is a certain type of personality if mm. you're female that fits in in pro men's sport, and I don't think it's for everyone. If I'm if I'm honest, like being in a men's locker room and being in it, like I, I love it. It's the greatest. But is everyone cut out for it? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it's a lot of men. It's so a lot it can of men. Be overwhelming. Yep, it's a lot of men for, mm. for everyone. <laughs> for everyone. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Well, I, I think that's symptomatic of the sports industry generally. Yeah. Um, you know, the, whether it's in a female sport or a male sport, but and as a generalisation, I think that uh, you know it's a fairly I wouldn't say it's misogynist, but misogynistic, but it definitely skews male skewed in terms of uh, administration management, yeah. that type of thing. And that's, that's, that's the reality of it. It doesn't make it right or wrong, no. but it does make that the context of it is that sometimes in, in my, in the 30 odd years I've worked in the sports industry is that some of the women you come across are very high achievers, but they do, they have, they feel sometimes I think they have to be tougher than everyone. Yeah. And and, and because it's such a challenge and you've got to fight all the way. Yeah. And I can only imagine that would fall sometimes to you to think I've, I'm stronger than any, any other coach in this room. I can outwork you. Yeah. And that's often not the, that's not the right approach. And yeah. I think from my observations of you is that you don't, don't play that card. You know? No, I've, I say to Geordie, I try to normalize getting emotional in a high performance environment. How many times do I tear up? <laughs> what about... Christmas Day game last year when you guys gave that beautiful parent, all our families, the video, oh, and I had nice. to live a scout and I was bawling my eyes out before uh. I had to. I was like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. So I try to normalise just. Crying's I think, dope. Yeah. I cried yep. watching Guardians of the Galaxy 3 this Did week. Did you? Oh, my God, like a baby. Yeah. No, like a man. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And Soul, the new Pixar movie. Yeah, you told me the other day. That's very good. I'm just trying oh, to think God. of the last time I cried. Oh, oh. Sunday. Okay, yeah. <laughs> weren't we all, Smitty? In my car. We all? How can I forget? Yeah, weren't we all? Anyway, we won't go there. She's on the bench. Oh, we won't go there. But, uh. um, so, yeah, I, look, I think that I think the first year, definitely, Smitty, I had this, like, I've got to prove myself. Yeah. I got to sh- I'm the only female in this league. I've got to show yeah. everyone how yeah. good I am. And I've still got that little overachiever perfectionist in me. That's just who yeah. I am as a person. But I also have really, really tried just to be me as well because mm. I think – when you're trying to be something you're not, it, it doesn't work and it falls flat. Particularly, I think these guys see through that. So I think when you can be yourself and um, genuine and, and that's why I'm, I'm empathetic and I'm caring and, you know, those sort of things, That's I've just tried to be that every day. Mm. Okay. Well, through, thank God through, for it. Through the good and the bad. But is it a bit of a <laughs> – do you feel that you've portrayed sometimes as the mother in the camp type of thing? 100%. Does that worry you? Uh, some days and then other days I think to myself. It's better than being the daddy. <laughs> <laughs> or the drunk uncle. Go in there. <laughs> um, yeah, there's definitely the mum element, I think. I yeah. think I do disappointed mum probably better than anyone at times. With you told me to look. get in the shower and hurry up. We yeah, got a podcast today. today I said, like, sorry, mum. Hurry up. Oh, tie your right. shoes. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it gets old because I do feel like I'm nagging mum yeah. sometimes. Other times I view it in that. I think for a lot of these guys and particularly the ones that I've had for the last three years that I feel very fortunate that they feel like they can talk to me and share with me whatever's going mm. on in their life. Mm. So I see that as a positive and whether that comes from a, a mother perspective, maybe it is. So, yeah. but for me that 
like I feel an immense amount of gratitude that I'm in this position and they feel safe enough with me and comfortable enough mm. with me that they know I'm going to be there mm. when it's good, but especially when it's bad mm. and when shit's gone high, haywire. What, what have you, what have you learned about yourself in this? And this is a really, the context of this is you've moved across the country. Yep. You've, I assume you had tenure in yep. your academic I position. Did. So yep. you've, you've sort of sold the farm yep. and you're at a pivot point. Yep. And then randomly out of the blue, Luke Longley calls you. Yeah. Because he flagged it with me. He said, oh, you know, the search for assistance is always a fine balance between um, the needs of the head coach and management and ownership trying to try the creating that balance. And and frankly, the furthest thing from my mind was a female coach mm, yeah. because they're not, it just wasn't. It wasn't in the league. Yep. This wasn't around. Yep. It was just something. But I think full credit to Luke. That was his initiative to, and, and of course it's an investigative phone call. And I don't think at that point he knew about your circumstances other than just calling you to see what was cooking. Yeah. So he, he spoke to Adam Caporn who right. is in, obviously with the boomers in the NBA and I've known Adam since we were like 15 living in Perth. And if you listen to Adam tell it, he, Luke said, I want someone different that's not currently in the NBL. Like it's a lot of the same old, same old. And Luke, and it was Adam that said, have you called Fleur? And if you listen to Adam tell it, he reckons Luke hung up on him there and then, just hung up the phone. And then Luke called me and Luke kind of went from the there. Phone. Yeah, probably. 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 I still remember talking went to you, Smitty. <laughs> I, I remember just going, oh, we want you to talk to one of our owners, um, Paul Smith. He's in lockdown. He wants to have a chat. And I was like, okay. And How I scary still, was that? Yeah. I was like, Do you oh like puzzles? <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, so um, I'm so unimpressed. I'm so, I still remember, I, yeah, I spoke to Luke and then, yeah, I spoke to you. Um, yeah. That was the other one. Um, so, yeah, building the context yes. across the country, here you are. So you, you talk about getting outside your comfort zone. Like you're outside your your brain. Yeah. You know, this is mad. Like, you know, and so you're you're at an age you're at and you're, you're, you're a single woman mm-hmm. and here you are. You know, what what, what are the, you know, as you reflect now and, and we, we can we'll get into the, the highs and the lows of basketball, what have you learned about yourself? Uh, that's... I think my initial reaction to stuff is don't say no because you're scared that it's not going to work out. So I think what I've learned about myself is that no is not a valid excuse or reason because you're fearful. And Mm. I think a lot of the time, particularly when you're young, I don't know if it's a female thing or whatever, that we're so fearful shit's going to go bad, Mm. we don't put ourselves in positions. Mm. I mean, I had no idea what I was walking into with the Sydney Kings. It could have been a massive fail for the Mm. organisation, for me, for the team and – but it ended up, it's been, you know, the greatest three years of my life. Like it's the, not just the moments that obviously underpin the big memories and the big moments. But for me, I think that's the thing. Like take chances, say yes to things. Don't let fear dictate you holding mm. yourself back. So I think as you become older and more comfortable in yourself and knowing who you are and your values, and we're still trying to figure it out. We're always like this work in progress, but I think I'm way more comfortable now knowing who I am and mm. not being scared to throw myself into situations, even if I don't have all the answers. Mm. So that's what I've learned about myself. That's, that's, if you can, if you can get to that yeah. at some point in your life, it's a good thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. The um, other one I want to ask you about is who your men, like your heroes, like who do you, who do you look to as a in professional and go, that's, 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 what I want to be. that's my light on the hill. Mm. Oh, it's, it, so I think in terms of heroes, like professionally, 
I think obviously there's some female coaches out there. Like I look at Becky Hammond working yeah. in the WNBA. I think she's doing incredible things. I think Cara Lawson, who's head coach of Duke, like I, I listen to them a lot and the way they mm. coach and the way they lead. So whether they're, they're not really mentors, but they're people yeah. that I no, look of course, at. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I think I was really lucky in academia in that all I ever had was female leaders. So that doesn't happen a lot. Uh, the vice chancellor of our university was female the dean of our school, my associate dean, I had all these females. Uh, my PhD supervisors were female. So I've had these awesome role models that have been female leaders that was always of this, um, I guess, standard or opinion that you can do whatever you want to do. So I've come in, in that era. So for me, it's um, having those females that I think sort of pave the way, but also say, go, go do whatever you want. There is no stopping you. Um, and I hope that that's sort of moving forward for the next generation. So they were very influential in my life when I was trying to push through those academic boundaries um, and make my way up that sort of, you know, pathway. Um, but, yeah, they were huge for me in terms of leadership. Mm. And Beyonce. And Beyonce. Beyonce is your muse, your music muse, would you say? She's up there. She's who's up top there. Of the, who's top of the mountain? Who's, oh, who's top of the mountain? Yeah, Beyonce. Besides Stevie there. Nicks. Oh. Yeah, Stevie. We love we love Stevie. Um, yeah, Beyonce for sure. For sure. The queen. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Beyonce. Is that yours? Well, it's certainly not um, to his... Um, George Michael. <laughs> <laughs> what was his other one? Sweet he Child went, of Mine, which is a banger. Yeah. Oh, so I'll accept Sweet Child, but I'm still, I'm still getting over I'm still getting over Careless Whisper with a straight face. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he was taking the piss? No, I think No, he, he was way too eager and seemed a little bit devastated, like a little puppy dog telling us Careless Whisper, and we were all like, well, nah, it's not right. <laughs> not so certain, young man, that that is the correct answer. <laughs> Correct. In fairness, Geordie can be very, very judgy oh. on movies and Here music. Here we go, Doctor of Psychology, no, unpack me. You are. You totally are. We, agree. we play the game all the time. Totally agree with we you. We play the game all the time. What's your top five? And yeah. you get through your top three, and Geordie's like, oh, oh it just starts that. rinsing you. <laughs> but yeah, if yeah. you do terrible movies, it's like, <laughs> like very judgy. I had um, I asked Sid, our beautiful cameraman. <laughs> he's like, I'm like, what's your favorite movie? He said, Step Up Two. <laughs> I'm like, Sid, have you seen more than one movie? Has he seen one? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. One. The so first one's rubbish, but that sequel. But this is the Expanded yeah, on characters I don't care about. With poor Sid. We're in final series last year, game mm. two, New Zealand, coming back. Might have been game four. We're at the airport and I'm in the security line and we're going to check in baggage and Jordy goes, Fleur, did you hear about who Sid listed in his movie? Step up two. Poor Sid's just End of list. There. End of list. So poor Sid is just copying it in the line at the airport. Your opinion's valid unless it's rubbish. Poor choice. I mean, Step Up 2 was a very obscure selection. Wow. But you are judgy. You are judgy. Just with movies, maybe, a little bit. Right. Generally speaking. Highs and lows. We're going to go highs and lows now. (laughs) All right. So in your your King's journey, Mm. um, high point and low point. Four. I'm going to take last Sunday out of the equation. Sweetie. Yeah, it's like the Russian diving judge in the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, you take yeah. the high Reece, score and the low score yeah, out. So you find in the bell, go in the bell curve somewhere yeah. and come up with it. High point for me, game two New Zealand last year of the finals. One thousand One of yeah. the greatest, gutsiest wins I've ever been part of. Like it makes me goosebumps, oh. tear in my eyes. Like here is a bunch of guys going into that game 
knowing that Zave and, and Derek were going to be out, um, you know, again, we're walking to an arena with 10,000 yeah. people, probably down two starters, um, and watching these guys fight, Brucey cramping, swigging pickle juice, this guy guarding it like his life depended on it. Um, it was one of the best things I've ever experienced oh, in my life. If so I could good. bottle that toughness and the guts that these lost guys brought. Lost game one as well. Lost game one. Yeah. Again, we were done. We lose game two. It was going to be yeah. pretty hard to come back from. So that still makes me emotional thinking about it. One of the greatest. That locker room after game one at grand final series, it was like a war zone. Yeah. There were bodies everywhere. Yeah. Zave was banged up. Yeah. Um, Derek, had, Derek had imploded. Yeah. With cramp, yeah, everyone was busted, yeah. and then we had to be at the airport the next morning. And yeah. that night, yeah. if you recall, that was in, that night there was a concert at the at the in the outdoor arena, and we couldn't get out. It was, Harry Styles, Harry Styles, took yeah. us hours to get out of the park, Harry and we Styles. had a nine a.m. Yeah. flight. Took me a ninety morning. minute drive to get home. Don't you remember the I next day? Early. Sorry, I'm digressing here with another story. The next day, we're in the airport shuttle, and the man driving the shuttle said to me. Fleur, what do you do was for the, the kids? Next day? Are, you, are you the masseuse? And you <laughs> fired up and said, and she cleans. <laughs> and everyone's in a bad mood, pissy, quiet. No oh. one's, and he ke- and he did not read the shuttle bus at all. No. He just kept going. He just kept I've had more on. than one shuttle bus drivers <laughs> going in on like a, they'll go in on a DP and like, and what do you do? Are you the psychologist? Yeah. And it's like. <laughs> And Let's just, just come on read now. the bus. <laughs> Everyone is tired, irritable. So Wearing yeah, that headphones. Was, yeah, like please just let it go. So that was my – but, yeah, the game two win is probably my mm-hmm. high point. The low point, oh, I mean being down 0-26 to Melbourne was pretty low. That's 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 very bottomy. Yeah, very it was – that was, that was pretty bad. Like mm. Luke – Told me and Kev after that one, like you two looked anemic on the bench. I said to Kev, "Harsh. I'm not sure how we were digging well, ourselves leave me out, out of it. <laughs> with the anemic comment." Um, those kids sitting behind the bench, Sydney sucks. Sydney's. I mean, they weren't wrong, but it was a lot for for when you're getting your ass kicked by forty. That that was that was a low point. I mean, you've seen it in the documentary, the Brizzy game up twenty. Dave getting ejected in the second. Um, I've lose been, that I've been one. injured in both these. That stories. is true. That is true. Maybe mm. that's the common. Actually, the low point yeah. is you being injured. No, the it's first not. Year. It is. Oh my god. It is. Um, no, it's when I said happy birthday to you in the lift. Yeah, that that was a low point. Jordy wished me happy birthday <laughs> one year in the lift, farted, and then the lift closed and left me in there. <laughs> and Judgy. People, and, people, <laughs> and people ask me, "What's it like working in male pro sport?" Uh, Okay. There we go. Living Come well. Territory. So, I think those ones would probably probably cover it. All right. Okay. Yep. Two chips. You ever think that would happen? Never. Never? Never in my wildest dreams. Neither did I, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Never in my, my wildest dreams. Yeah? Never in my wildest dreams. Where do you keep, where do you keep your rings? In? They are at home in the pantry. Mm. Um, Next to the cinnamon. <laughs> you know I don't cook. There's nothing yeah. else in there. Oh. <laughs> um, there's no spices or condiments or, yeah, there's no cooking you you know, stuff. You sound familiar so with the pantry's, yeah. <laughs> pantry's a jewelry box. Yeah, it is. It is. It's mine. I just shove whatever. My dad used to joke that, yeah, I could use my kitchen for storage if I wanted to because oh. I don't have a lot of stuff well, in there. Well, that's misogynistic yeah. a little bit. <laughs> well, if you don't cook at home, yep. you must eat out. So what's your, where's your go-to? What's your, let's go food Well, you've now. been to my hood. 
I have. You have. I have. Oh. Yeah. You have. I have. Um, so you're rocking that Italian place yeah, that, that Longley owns Yeah, Luke likes that one. We now? actually went there for dinner last night. Did you? The, you the Italian place. Pizza? We, no, we didn't. We shared a risotto to start, risotto, and then we both – he had the lamb and I had the steak. Really? Yep. So. I, I can't remember the name, but I give it a shout-out if I can remember the <laughs> name. <of it. laughs> yeah. He does like that. But it's a bit place. of a bummer because the, every time we go there, the, the owner comes over and makes a big fuss about Luke. Yeah, you know, welcome. And I always think, come on, give us a break. Yeah. yeah. He never, yeah. Never, no discounts. Nothing. 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 That's, but that's life with Luke Longley, right? I remember the amount of times I've, or I'll send Brucey a selfie and it'll just be me at a bar somewhere by myself and Luke behind me taking photos with hordes of people. <laughs> cracking night out. Yeah, yeah. Really, really good night out. Yeah, no, just that's, take a, that's the photo. a great <laughs> That involved. is a great restaurant, that one you're at it there. Is. I must agree with that. Yeah. And what's your go-to Uber Eats thing? What's your what's So your I deleted Uber Eats off my phone four oh, weeks this ago. Is well. Stop it. If I have it um, on, it's so naughty. Yeah, I just buy it the I whole just, time. And it's so expensive. So I'm four weeks Uber Eats off. Wow. So what yeah. does that mean? You go out and get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I have tried to do more of a food shop right. and I've been ordering like online meals right. and getting them delivered. So right. I call just... Ali at work and I say, can you get me Uber Eats? <laughs> <laughs> I want a sandwich. <laughs> Um, so I have been trying to be a little bit better in terms of not just ordering Uber Eats yeah. in the middle of the season because you spend so much money. It's disgusting. It's really bad. If we could get an Uber Eats sponsorship, that'd be excellent. I'll work so. on it. Thank you. I'll work on it. I'll work on it. We'll, uh, we'll see what we can do. That's did the, um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not big on the Uber Eats cause I just not sure about the delivery times. You know, I don't yeah. know. How long ago it was prepared? Set aside or, some time, yeah. Yeah, I go, well, you know, is that really where it's at? I, I just don't know. But uh, I've done it occasionally, but I'm not as – I know it's a there's a there's a conga line of Uber Eats guys in, at the hotel when the you guys are checking in and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, the boys, they so love Uber Eats. Judgment-free zone, what are your favourite movies? <laughs> I know, I've done that's a lie. This is not a judgment-free zone. I know. I, we didn't do it in front of the podcast. Yeah, that podcast. is true. Um, I did – what did I say? Now I'm going to have oh, to think sorry, about I it. I'm really sorry. nervous. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, straight away. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll just warm it up. Last okay. movie last movie you went, you went to see. Barbie with Geordie. Movie date. That was ages ago, I know. dude. Get, get out. I know. Actually, that could be the last one I went to the movies. No, you went to Oppenheimer, you told me. But I've seen that already. No, you went to I've been to, to the movies since then. Napoleon. Napoleon. We just yeah. had that conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, Geordie was my movie date. It was nice. What was Napoleon like? That was okay. Yeah, that's Joaquin Phoenix. Is yeah, that right? He's the best. Geordie's now spent. But he's too a week tall to be telling us Napoleon. about the French Revolution. Napoleon was short. Napoleon was average height. Um, common misconception: he's a little short. We, really? we can. Should we digress? Should we go on? Yeah, yeah. You on do the French love Revolution. Go, oh my god! Spear so Geordie came in as <gasps> no, been googling French Re- okay. Revolution. It'll be too. So long. here we are. Yeah. yeah. This is not about me. This is about <laughs> Fleur's favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but right, it's so crazy that they did it and then they just installed an emperor. You know, what I mean? it's the same problem yeah. again. See, see what you've done, Smitty. Oh. You started him. Let's so go. So we got the last movie you've seen. Yep. If, if, like if you know, Desert Island. <sighs> the the only I... movie you watch on on loop. Oh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Classic. Mm. Perfect. Yes. Uh, I love Stand by Me. I'm going old school right That's now. That's allowed. Yep. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Yes, you and Kick said if you don't have a top five with Avengers Endgame in it, it's not <laughs> a valid top five. We had a fight about it. Relax. They're good. We had a big fight about it. Um, or not a fight, a healthy discussion, as we often do. Yes. Um, what else am I putting in my top two? Um, this is going to be really controversial a little bit. Some sort of Indiana Jones, like Last Crusade. How's that controversial? Uh, well, Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's a bit old school. I don't know if people are going to. That's not controversial. Get, sometimes I say stuff at King's Training. I don't 
no one gives me anything because yeah. I'm old. If I was around, I yeah, would say that's would. fine. And then you'd yeah, be, wow, I feel yeah. validated yeah. instead of judged. Yeah, that is true. That is true. What's a recent one that I liked? Jord? Well, I don't know. Dark Knight. There you go. That's just pandering. Yeah, it is pandering to because I know it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> that's not allowed. Uh, that's my favourite. <laughs> You can tell Get your own favourite. You can tell this is a sports sort of slanted podcast because yep. you didn't trot out French underground movies or, you know, oh, something never. with a... Dr. Zhivago I watched this <laughs> Subtitles or anything like that. What were you watching before we flew out to Cairns? Bicycle four th- hours. Bicycle Thief. Oh, no, Once Upon a Time in America. Yeah. That's yeah. a good I mean, movie. who's got four hours to commit to a movie? You're not watching it in a row. It's too hard. This guy. Intermission. You did take intermission in the lounge. <laughs> you know it's a bit long. Intermission. Do you binge? Well, that's how they did it back you in the day. Watch I will binge in the off season. I right. feel like NBL season or on I movies watch or NBL TV shows. Yeah. Usually, shows. I'll usually bank up series and watch them. Absolutely, go to town in the off season. But during the season, it's a lot of watching basketball and NBL games. Mm. Someone's got to. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Yeah. What telly yeah, shows are you waiting that. on? You binge on basketball. 12, yeah. 12, ga- 12 games of Christmas. <laughs> so we won't give away any secrets today, so but it, so you got how many how many teams you got scout on? Uh well, we kind of do scout a bit differently oh, this really? year. Okay. Yeah. So Kane, Gus and Kicks kind of split all yeah. the opposition and look at all their offensive offenses and plays. Yeah. I actually am on every single team and looking at their defenses. Really? So yeah. girls work harder. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a I have they a plan do. every time we we win, which is <laughs> frequently but not recently. I always go into the locker room and uh, go to the coach's office, and I whoever did the scout, I go to the other coach and say, "Great scout." Nothing. I was on the laptop for, seven, me, for like seventeen hours yesterday. <laughs> great scout. My great first scout year when he did it, I was pissed. I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding me? Like that was?" Don't you scout. know I learned that play call at the Blitz? <laughs> okay, no one speaks like that ever. Yeah, that's you right. should see Flores so... is angry. <laughs> oh, that's that's angry. I don't think I want to see that. I don't think I want to see that. I didn't eat any food yesterday. I just scouted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she's not I like know. that. This game. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Well, that's a, that's a, that's part of the that's part of the picture, isn't it? So, do you like do you like cutting film? Is that? There are days when it's hard work. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you. Yeah. Watching the game versus Phoenix back on the weekend was mm. very hard. It was part of the second time watching. Did it, the I end think change? The first no, I didn't. It, it didn't. It didn't. Yeah. Spoiler alert. It yeah, was still okay. as bad the second time as it was the first right. time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, there's some days where it's a, right. it's a bit of a struggle, but you just, you got to knuckle down to it okay. and get ahead of the game. Like we've got so many games coming up. Um, yeah. I mean, would I say film's my favorite part? No, my favorite part is being on court with these guys mm. in it. Uh, but it's part of the job yeah. and it's a job that has to be done. Now, an aspiring coaches, some aspiring coaches may be listening. What, what are the, what are the skills you had and what are the skills you didn't have when you landed here? And what have you, you know, what have you felt you've, you've had to develop hard in the, in the, in the context of a professional coaching role? Yeah. I think, I think I had pretty good, you know, obviously basketball X's and O's when I walked in, I think they have gone up tremendously over the last three years, just at this higher level, um, looking at defensive schemes and coverages and how you're going to attack them. I think I was pretty solid on the defensive side of the ball. My natural instinct is to coach defense. So Mood's been really good this year in giving me a lot of our offense, which has been easy because we've got some talent. We can score the ball. Mm, mm. Uh, But I think that's really been useful for me as well in terms of attacking certain things and how we're going to attack it. So I think I've gone up in that area, still areas that I want to grow. I think something that I've always had and that I do well is I think – 
I mean, it sounds soft and all the rest of it, but just the connections and just getting guys to, to trust you, knowing that you're there for the right reason and that mm. you want to do everything you can to help them get mm. where they want to go. Um, I am essentially a really positive human. Like that's how I live my life. I can't live my life any other way. I, I'm not great surrounded by negativity. So I just try and bring that in every single aspect of what I do. Mm. Um, there's bad days. Like there's days when I walk in, I've got to check myself and go, I'm tired today. Mm. Like this is hard work. These guys are pissing me off. Mm. But I will always try and find something for them mm. um, at the end of the day. Advice for a aspiring coach? What, you know, focus. I, sometimes, you know, they all, I guess they want to, draw up plays and all those yeah. sorts of things. Is that a, is that part of it or what, what are the, what are the, 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 the toolkit you need to be, be successful? So it's a bit of a balance. I think at this level, I think it's the combination of being a leader mm. and having those leadership skills and the strategic and X's and O's behind it. Is it an equal balance? No, I don't think so. I think mm. there's a lot of examples where you see people that are elite leaders that probably maybe lack the X's mm. and O's. And then on the flip side, you can be the greatest strategist in the entire world, but if you can't lead a group of men or a group of humans, mm. this whole thing's going to fall over. Mm. Um, so I think it's finding that balance. So developing those leadership skills to be able to connect with people, empower other people to lead and get people to, to go together and as a collective and a collaborative. And I think that will hold you in good stead whilst upskilling your X's and O's. I think the strategy part's the easier part, if I'm honest. I think the leadership part is the harder part. A lot of ways to win a basketball game. There is. Yeah. That's my advice. Luckily, there is a lot of ways to win a basketball game. And cut video hard. Yes. Learn yep. to code. Be really yep. good at it. Yep. Oh, cutting film. Yeah. Look, if you want to work in this industry, you've got to cut film. That's. That's the thing. Eric Spolster is the poster child for that. Yeah. And so now it's professional coach. Now that's your your chops. Now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I love what I do. I think right. um, whether I stay in the coaching, assistant coaching, head coaching, wherever it goes, I love working in pro sports. Mm. I've really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, I think it's sometimes going from that nine to five to then coming into mm. to pro sport. But I think once you're in it, you don't know anything different. It's either mm. training day, game day, off day, right. um, repeat. And summer league. Yeah. How was that? It was interesting. Uh, the NBA has so much money. resources and money. <laughs> so I, many toilet seats. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, well, didn't, let's, I didn't let's... bump into any of the Spurs to guys coming out of the female toilets with their own toilet paper. So. Can you imagine the meeting at guys like this, the NBA, when they say, um, you know, let's have this in-season tournament. And what we'll do is we're going to give every single team a brand new court, court. to play on. How much will that cost? Oh, it's probably about 200000 US each. That's fine. Let's just do that. And know? the winner gets 500000 each. Yeah, that's right, just for fun. It's so, yeah, so that was your – it wasn't your first trip to the NBA, but it was your first trip on the inside of the yeah. room, I guess. Yeah, uh, and it was, it was great. The Spurs were amazing. Mm. You try not to get too caught up in – obviously the Wembenyama thing, like number one pick, the crowds. Like there were people – we'd get on the bus and people would be chasing – the bus, like they were just everywhere. That was for you. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. That they heard that this random Australian well, woman was coming over. I hear you love the dark night. <laughs> You're the, this you, is why I don't tell hey, movies. Listen, <laughs> did you <laughs> talk to him? Did you actually speak to him? Yeah, I did. He was lovely. Right, absolutely lovely. Speak French. Yep. Oh, yeah, I didn't speak French, I, I did, but I, yeah, he has. He had a minder there as well, right. but he, spe he speaks pretty good English. Yeah. Um, Je m'appelle Fleur. Je m'appelle Fleur. <laughs> I mean, Fleur is French for flower. So automatic, Je flower. 
automatic connection. Oh, wow. We were besties right from the start. Your name is very fresh. <laughs> yes, Victor. Um. <laughs> you are grande. Anyway, let's get back on point here, please. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it on track. But uh, Wemby, so yeah, so he's a good dude. He was a lovely dude. Yeah. Really, really good guy. Um, and it's just like the fanfare and the mm. facility and getting on the private plane. I'm like, oh, my. Get Sitting down and there's a three-course menu printed out and I'm like, yeah. I so just want to get my phone out and take photos. That was your first private jet flight? It was. It was. Very I good. felt like Beyonce. Wow. Wow. That's so good. Um, and so, yeah, it was, it was cool. <laughs> Um, same thing in Vegas, you know, you're getting put up in these beautiful suites and you're mm. like, this isn't real life. Um, but after 10 days in Vegas, I'd had enough and it was Back my, I was ready to go though. My flight got cancelled. I remember my last day and I rang the Spurs ops guy and he's like, well, you just, you just stay for a couple more. I've been in America three and a half weeks at this stage. Right. He's like, just stay for a couple more days. We'll put you off. We're at the Waldorf Astoria at this beautiful hotel. Right. I was like, no, no, no. I need to get out of Vegas. Have I've, we had anti-Vegas content on the podcast I've, already? I'm tapping out. I feel like it came up. I I live anti-Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I need 10 days. Get me out of here. It's not a good place for me, Vegas. Vegas and I don't get on. Yeah. Generally. I see they've got this. Is it a love-hate or is it a. Oh, no. I just. It's too loose. It's uh, The looseness emerges big for me. But um, but the. uh, I've got a theory about the rugby league matches that are going to be over there in February, I think, or March. I think there's 13, 15,000 Aussies have bought tickets. And I'm trying to run the book now on, okay, how many won't come home? <laughs> die in Vegas. <laughs> I think it's 10. I think 10 Aussies 10 will die people. that, yeah, they will not survive the experience. Yeah, cheap beers, man. Well, it's the whole thing. It's the whole, it's, it's, it, someone described Dubai to me once in this way. He says, way too much. And that's mm. what Vegas is, is way too much of everything, mm. you know. Dubai for a few days is, is cool. But yeah, Vegas is probably the same. Hey? Vegas is two, is, three days. It's yeah. like wow, this is cool. And the next yeah. two, three days, it's like du- Dubai is Vegas on steroids in the desert, but without the gambling. Is how I describe Dubai it. In the desert is in the gambling. In the, yeah, it's just it's big. It's way too much. But uh, so that was the NBA experience. Not but way too much, or you'd go back. No, I'd go back. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> Twisted like, your arm. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I have to. Let's get Beyonce back in on the private jet. That's fine. Yeah. Bring it home. <laughs> so let's talk about that. We can always uh, take this bit out if we need to, mm. but you've had a nibble. I have. How'd that go? Uh, in terms of. Well, the... let's, we can. Well, you had an interview for I did. a WNBA I did. job. I did. And uh, it went well, well. Was that a good experience? It was a good experience. Yeah. I got uh, headhunted. To interview for the Phoenix Mercury, WNBA right. head coaching Thank God job. it was in Vegas. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going. Yeah, I'm. The and so, no. yeah, it was it was good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I came back from our preseason blitz, and I had my first interview. Then I had my second interview. It was six thirty a.m. in the morning. Uh, we were playing Brisbane that night. Mm. So. Yeah, no, it went it went really well. I th- felt like I did really well. I think yeah. I made it down to the final three yeah. um, before they appointed one of the, the an NBA assistant coach. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I felt like I walked away. I'm always quite a realist. I know when I don't do something well, I'm pretty good at self-reflecting and thinking I mm. suck. Um, but I felt like I did pretty well in the interviews. I, think, I thought, um, yeah, and it went pretty well. And then so I was really glad that I went through the process. Um, I can't even remember half the questions they asked me. You know when you're just in it and yeah. I should think of, I should write it down what they actually talked about and what I talked about, but it's all a bit of a blur, I think. Mm. Um, but it was a really good process to go through. I felt like it went well. Obviously, though, 
fine judges and they chose not to select you. So <laughs> they're idiots, by the so way. What idiots? Smart people. No, no. It's, uh, <laughs> no, well, you know, and for the for the benefit of the listeners, it's a it's a situation where the uh, club that wants to talk to you has to approach us yep. and seek our permission, which of course we provided and very did. happily did so. Yeah. And so you know, it's a to your credit, it's a it's a feather in your cap, and inevitably, it's a you know, you got to go around a few times and get better at that process. And next time you do it, you'll remember what they asked yeah. you. Yeah. And yep. the third time you do it, you might be able to be better at answering it. Absolutely. So, yeah, you never Absolutely. know. Just tick, tick, tick. No, uh, and like you were great about it, Spitty. Like the ownership group was great about it. CP, like I obviously wanted to do the right thing. Yeah. Because um, I think my first question when they asked me to apply for it and I was like, can I see out the season with the Kings? Um, and they were like, no, you no. can't if you're going to be a head coach. So uh, I think they were a little bit stunned at my loyalty because I don't know if, how common that is in right. the US, but that's who I am. My greatest uh, weakness is my loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I should have said that when they asked me what my weaknesses were. Yeah, they would have loved that. Super loyal. Yeah. Um, Americans love sarcasm. Yeah, yeah, they get it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, you guys were really great and really well, supportive about and it. And once you've had a taste of that, you want to go back to that well again. Yeah. So that's really great. And look, we as a club, we've always been very open and clear about our – uh, commitment to allowing everyone to grow and get better mm -hmm. and find their opportunities. And if we do that, then, you know, we, we're doing it. The, the, the karma will come back to us yep. all the time. So, um, so we're very proud of that. So that's great. Thanks. That's really good. Um, the, Should we do some uh, starting five? Yeah, I think it's ready for the, the drum roll, please. Some, uh, some structured content. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That we talked about in the car. Oh with yeah, let's let it. Let's let the audience have a peek behind the curtain, Oops. eh? Tell them how the sausage is made. <laughs> Edit that bit out. <laughs> um, Fleur, just off the cuff. Yeah, I'm just thinking we maybe random. talk. You brought up Beyonce a few times. Yep. I want your starting five. Build me a basketball team of female musical icons. All right. Not musical, like no music. Defying gravity. Yeah. Idina Menzel. She's the best. She's actually a sponsor. But like <laughs> female music yep. icons. Yep. Point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward. Yep. Center. Center. Can't choose me. You can if you want. Wow. You're at the top of my list of female icons. Thank um you. Beyonce is my point guard. She's, she's the face. She's the face. Why yep. is the point guard? The point guard's always the face. Uh all right. Yeah. Nicola Jokic so, just turned in his grave. Yeah, no, I'm aware. Gosh. I'm aware. Uh I always have these these NBL blinkers on when I'm picking. Uh, my my Beyonce's running the show. She's the face. Yeah, that's a nice way to. Put Did that. you want to be Beyonce in this situation? Is that what you're hinting at? Or uh, no, it just I took issue at that. Okay, okay. Just a guarantee. Point, point guard, guard okay. is face. Point guard is running the show. It's Beyonce. I'm not saying I'm the face. I'm just yeah. saying a person you're, you're, of my you're, stature you're, could be you're, the face. You're, you're batting for the bigs club. Yeah. 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 You yeah. think you run the? We're place. still we're people as well with oh, yeah. faces. <laughs> <laughs> Let us let us live. Uh, All right, that's a good point. Okay, guard. Beyonce. Uh, yeah. uh, my shooting guard is knockdown. Who's uh, guaranteed bangers? Whitney Houston. Oh, powerful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think as well. You know, she's had her demons. Um, the rest of the and I think yes. <laughs> she's had she, her demons. She's had her demons. Yes, it had. <laughs> I said had. Um, you know, and I think you know shooters can be a little bit temperamental at times. Yes. And we isn't love that, the shooters. Isn't that synonymous with female singers? Yeah, maybe. We're not in that. I don't know if we're in that. Right. Um, but Winnie's my, Winnie's my two. Okay. My shooter. Respect. Uh, three, my wing, my small forward. I want. Versatile. Yeah. Oh, 
I want as you know, versatile, holding it down, a little bit of glue. I'm going to go for my three, uh, Tina Turner. Respect. Yep. I Respect. rest her soul as well. Um, I'm going deep Not a lot right of movement now. in the two yeah, and three there's, here. There's not. There's some strong personalities going Beyonce's on right now. Beyonce's lonely some, on court right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look alive! <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, I'm just going to go something. No, I'm not. I'm not going down there, Geordie. Uh, yeah, so I'm going Tina. My four, I want What is a four some, man? My four man for me, I want someone who. Four woman. Four man, four woman. Uh, bit of grit. Mm. Uh, bit of toughness, I think, at my four. Yep. I'm going, this is one of my favourites growing up, I'm going Madonna at my mm. four. I'm yeah. going Madonna. Grit. You, you go Grit Madonna and, and Grit. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm like that. a bit different, a little bit yeah. like edgy. She like feels that's like what sixth I want for my four. If you did a pop Do you spark off the bench, some think, rocker, you know? I think like Madonna for me has got that little bit okay. of edge. Like growing up, like she was mm. kind of the queen of pop for me, like a little bit edgy. Papa don't preach. Like, yeah. So. Madonna. Uh, at the five. Oh, I know who I want at my five, but how do I mold this to being a five woman? I want Adele at my five. Yeah. Great choice. Yeah. Strong, depth, holding it together. Handsome. Yeah. Yep. yep. Evolved. Evolved. Yep. Quirky, a bit funny. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's what, that's what every team wants in a five yeah. is a bit of quirk. <laughs> Again, I'm just so mirroring weird. this. Am I just uh, making this the Sydney Kings? Or in a five, we're looking for someone who's a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> and she's right, we're going to look for someone who crashes the glass pretty hard. Yeah, like, oh, we right. want someone with a bit of quirk. A bit silly. Like, she's got some height. She's got some height she on her. She has. Yeah. She has. So a bit of strength. Like, bit of range. Yeah. That's, that's my five. bit of strength. I, there's a... There's, what is that? You know. Big muscles. I just like strong voice. Yeah. There's a lot of strong voices in that group though. It is going to be. Yeah. Arguably like there's one ball. Is there enough basketballs there's to go one around ball. in that group? Here? Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. I feel like Adele's not a diva. She'll be able to hold it down. Yeah, she's no nonsense. Yeah. I get that vibe. Yeah, me too. Yeah, she, what's your, what is some favourite Adele songs? Some oh, we'll, we'll get them we on the young. show. We'll play them in the background. Were you and I switching when we were young, when Dave Grohl sang it with his daughter? Uh, yeah. I feel like that was COVID year. That's and a And you and I were sending each other YouTube of, of – we're talking about Adele and we're sending Dave Grohl sending a cover with Thanks, his Dave. daughter. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. You know what this Adele song needs? A bloke to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness we've solved that crisis. Uh, finally. Get rid of them. That's such a good song. It is a really good song. So that's my favourite song that Dave Grohl sang. Wow. We've we really... This was always good. Is your favourite song of all time, Careless Whisper? <laughs> yes, Alex Tui, I'm with you. When Adele sings it. Yeah. Adele's Careless Whisper. <laughs> yeah. Adele's Careless Whisper. Do you have a favourite song on the tip of your tongue? Oh... Got a name. I lo- Madonna, Like a Prayer. Like a Prayer. All right. Mm. Just play us out to Like a Prayer, <laughs> producers. <laughs> Fleur, thank you so much. Mm. This was amazing. Welcome, gang. Thanks See you tomorrow. Yeah. See you. <laughs> See you tomorrow and the next day. What's <laughs> on? Day what do you that. got? A tazzy? No, day off tomorrow. Actually. Day off tomorrow. Day off tomorrow. Give me it. What does yeah. that involve for you, George? Oh. Um, Fleur, what does that involve? Geordie is very likes to schedule his day in fifteen minute or thirty minute increment. Wow! So pull your phone out, talk us through it. No, I'll sit at a cafe yeah. for a while. So it's a it's a nerd on nerd here. Mm. Right yeah. you two. We yeah. do overshare, don't we? We know a lot. There's um ah the beauty of sport. Start my day with a bit of reading, probably. Yep. that's what I like to do. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do some reading tomorrow. 
I'm going to do some reading on my computer. <laughs> Twitter. Yeah. I'll X. do some reading in bed. Right. Yeah, Fleur, thank you. Thanks, and thanks for thanks, our partners Fleur. and our sponsors, Harvey Norman, Powered by Road, of course, and Powerade is here today. So really appreciate it to our producer, producer Maddie, thank you, and Max, cameras and Yeah, Maddie, get a mic. Yeah, come on. When are you going to join in for a bit Chime of a, a chirp? That'd be good. That'd be good. So Keep there. it down. We're recording. Yeah, don't right. say yeah. anything. And don't mess it up. And <laughs> thanks to everyone and thanks for listening in. And the people that have said to me, love the show, really appreciate it. And hopefully we can keep them coming for you. All right. Hopefully. Thanks very much. Bye, everyone. See you first. <laughs>